I think musical I picked to round out our musical season was the best one. It was full circle. We'll get to that in a moment. And it's the perfect way to kick off the summer. Cats too. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with Kenny. I'm Kay. And I'm still E. You know what? You are nothing but consistent. <laughs> Shut up. We are about to complete our musical journey. Yeah, through the Magical Mystery Tour. Not quite. It's been a very difficult journey. This whole route has been filled with many treacherous twists and turns. Yeah, Cats was pretty bad. <laughs> that was that was a moment where I was like, listen, we can't come back from this one. But In the Heights helped us finish strong. And full circle, we started with Hamilton. Hey. Got a little Lin-Manuel up in there. You got to like start with the Lin and end with the Manuel. The Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> True or false, did watching In the Heights, I don't know how to say it unless I sing it, but watching that movie, doesn't it make you excited for summer? Oh yeah, very much so. I also want all of their clothes, like all of them. It actually was supposed to come out last summer, but oh, no way. it's probably good it didn't just because we would all have been very envious of look at all these people just hanging out with each other. I know, oh, man. being out and being in a community. Yeah, I want all of their clothes, but then I was also secretly like, you know, we talk about movies are unrealistic, especially the musicals. And I will talk about this a little bit more, but I feel like In the Heights, ugh, I can't commit to that, In the Heights, really leaned towards bringing the, the magic of Broadway, like suspending suspension of reality or fantastical realism, which is found in telenovelas. Thanks, Jane oh, the Virgin. Telenovelas. But I think they did a very good job of that, mm -hmm. except for the fact that I, number one, wanted all of their outfits. But number two was like, I call bullshit. Why? None of them were sweating. Uh, <laughs> their hair and makeup was perfect. What are you talking about? And they weren't the, sweating in their outfits. There was a lot of sweat going around there. Did you notice the fine sheen? No, those girls' hairs, those women's hair was perfection. Was it? Yeah, there was no frizz. There was there no wasn't. sweat. Yeah, there should have been a lot more frizz. And it was always down. Yeah. What is their secret? What is their is secret? Is it the piagua? Well, now that we've basically talked about the whole movie, I guess we're done. So thank you all for joining us. No, we are going to continue. And we're going to continue in our fun trivia segment. Were you paying attention? Cue that music. I know you say it's fun, but sometimes it's not very fun. This trivia section? Yeah, sometimes you ask hard questions. Why do you say that? I'm going to... What's the first question? <laughs> my, my quizzes are the dark souls of uh, <laughs> trivia for you, poor thing. Mm -hmm. Ask me a question. Let's go ahead and go into our questions. Mm -hmm. Our first question for In the Heights. I wanted to ask you, E, what did Usnavi, who Usnavi is the mainish character of this show what did usnavi say the streets of washington heights were made of cheese incorrect <laughs> i know that was fievel gold no that was el dorado oh hard work and dedication from a working class blue collar community you can't make that rhyme oh lin manuel probably can the answer is music and boy did those streets have some good music <laughs> I knew that. 
So this musical movie is based off of the musical that came out in the early 2000s, created in part by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was based off of a book and it was Wait, I thought up... it was based off of his experiences of living in Washington Heights. Yes, it was also based off that. Him mm-hmm. and his actual wife actually grew up near Washington Heights. Uh, I think she, his wife actually lived in Washington Heights. He actually lived in a neighboring neighborhood. Okay. But it is based off of kind of their experiences. There's a lot of characters in this movie that are based off of actual characters in his life, as well as the author of the books. The book is by Kiera Allegra Hudis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, we're sorry. I'm sorry. Kay's very sorry. But they actually, when they were creating this movie, they got her to come back and do the screenplay for this movie. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's, once again, full circle. Nice. So this was actually Lynn's breakout film. and a Breakout film or breakout, breakout Broadway? musical. Yeah. Musical production, yes. So he put this out on Broadway, and he actually played the lead role of Usnavi, Usnavi. from the original cast. But when it came to this movie... He didn't play Usnavi. That was Anthony Ramos, who was, if you remember, he was mm-hmm. his buddy from Hamilton. Wasn't he his and, son as well? Yeah, he was yeah. also his son, young Hamilton. His performance, we'll talk about this more, but yeah. I feel like his performance was stellar and up to par with Lynn's performance, Yes, which we still argue of whether yeah, or not we actually arguing, saw him. Because we saw it not... Wait, did we see it off Broadway? It, no, it was on Broadway. It was on Broadway, but it was right when it got off and then on. No. 2007 was off Broadway. 2008 was on. Oh. So it was right after it got off Broadway and on to Broadway. You know, off and on Broadway and then off, off Broadway and then like all that. And it's just confusing. Very confusing. But theater people, we like to have steps and processes. Mm. Yes. So we we went and saw it then, and we weren't sure. I, I don't swear think we saw we the original saw cast. Lynn. I don't think. I swear I we think saw it was him. the person who ended up following him up, who also followed him up in Hamilton. But we'll talk about him a little bit later. Anyway, this was Lynn's breakout, and then after this, he went on to create Hamilton, and now mm-hmm. he's the super mega musical star. And then he, he got into that Disney money with Moana. Yeah. Do you know how much money he got from this time making this movie? It's going to take a second for me to get to another question. Okay. But. <laughs> To get this movie on track, they actually had to go through a few hoops. Originally, they had the Weinstein Company was going to produce this movie 10 years ago. So when all the Harvey Weinstein stuff did come to light, (laughs) they actually asked if they could pull off the contract and get out of it. And they did. They got out of the deal with the Weinstein Company and did not have this movie produced by them or developed by them. They ended up going over and doing a bidding war. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like what they did with Hamilton. And this time Warner Brothers won to, mm-hmm. I think it was between 40 and $50 million. <gasps> wow. And it took many years after this deal was created to actually sit down and create this movie. Wow. And they had it totally done pre-pandemic. It was ready to come out in June. They had the trailer come out, the first trailer. I don't remember the first trailer. Yep. It hit probably sometime around December. basically right before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And then they held it back because of releasing and theaters. They didn't know what to do at the time. But they were able via Warner Brothers to make a deal with HBO Max, which is where we watched it. Yeah, It has been able to come out in some theaters. And unfortunately, 
it looks like since it's come out, it actually hasn't been doing very successful in the box office. And I feel like a lot of that is to blame of number one, the theaters. Yeah. Not everybody's going out to theaters just yet. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think the other thing is HBO Max. Yeah. I wonder like how they get a cut of HBO Max. I mean, we signed up for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But how many people have HBO Max? It's a much more niche i feel like yeah. sometimes although they did monopolize sesame street i think that's true but we're getting off track ask me another question so they have all the toddlers yeah. and musical fans <laughs> jumping over to hbo max yes. right now they're one in the same really truthfully so anyway that was the development of this movie that's crazy mm -hmm. but i couldn't imagine it being produced 10 years ago because of the special effects and cinematography that was used now mm -hmm. i don't think the fantastical realism when they would, you know, make like little drawings of what they were holding or when Vanessa, no. Nina? Nina. When Nina drew the subway map on the chain oh, link yeah, fence, yeah. I don't think it would have looked as good 10 years ago. Yeah. And the whole scene where they tilted and they were dancing on the wall yeah, probably, of the building. Probably not, but kind of going back to what we were saying about the reviews, well, not really the reviews, the reception. The reviews actually have been fantastic. Yeah. A lot of the reviews I've read about this have been saying that it was so good to see this because, and this is what I thought while watching it, this movie did pull back to more of a traditional musical yeah. movie as opposed to... Trying to make a musical into a movie. Right. It kind of gave me like an old Hollywood feel. Right. Mm -hmm. I it, it gave me everything La La Land was trying to give me, but I was for La La Land. I was very aware of it. And yeah. so I was like, ah, you can't fool me. I know you're trying to look like old Hollywood. But see, what they did here was they didn't try to take a musical and take it off of the stage and create a film out of it. They took the musical and they made a musical into a movie. Right. And I think that and with when they kept those fantastical elements it helped me believe. So it went against my theory on sometimes making a musical into a movie. It's like turning the lights on at last call at a bar. You're like, ooh, I was sitting on that couch. I thought it was gray with spots. If you don't get ease metaphor by now, listen back you. to the 10 last <laughs> episodes. But this one, this one, I feel like it's one of those bars where like it's a lounge at night. And then during the day, you can go have like cocktails with your girlfriends when you want a day drink and call it brunch. So it's like, yes, I, I'm okay with all of this. So, no, I feel like that's what helped with this movie. They made a movie about a musical. Right. Whew. Okay, ask me another question. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the questions. You I know, the whole segment. I really want a cocktail now. Okay, second question. Finally. <laughs> 20 minutes in? You are totally going to get this one. <laughs> this one's me. What performers were also in the original broadcast production? I should say Broadway production. Lynn. Correct. And who was he? He was Usnavi. Correct. Um, Abuela. Mm -hmm. Was she Abuela? Olga Marides was Abuela in both productions. Oh, Mr. Freeze was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. The Iceman cometh. I get you. So Christopher Jackson, who did Christopher Jackson play? He was the ice cream truck guy. Yeah, but who was he? He was Benny. He was the original Benny. And then he became Washington. Yes. Mm -hmm. Man, he's succeeded so much in right? his life. Which, little segue here, did you know Washington Heights is named after Washington? crazy i know right cool. and did you know right below washington heights it is hamilton heights 
No, it's not. And that is why Hamilton got created was because Lynn lived around that area. And so he had a slight interest in Hamilton and a book that he had read on Hamilton. But so basically what we're saying is geography and literature play a big role in the creative process for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right. Okay. Okay. Can you give me anyone else? Um, Was Vanessa in it? No, she was not. She was not. Sorry, I had to go through the list. It's a little long. Um, Nina wasn't. The original Nina was in it. Mandy Gonzalez was in the ensemble. Oh, you, dude. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to go through the rest. Yeah, because you're going to have to be adding out a lot more curse words. Right? So, Seth Stewart, who played the original Graffiti Pete, he was the bartender at the club. Okay. Javier Munoz uh, was in the ensemble. He also played Usnavi previously and was Hamilton. He was the guy I was talking about that I think we saw him as Usnavi. Because when I saw his picture, I recognized it. Lynn, can you listen to our podcast and tell us the exact dates you played Usnavi? Yes, 2018, springish time. 2018, no, boo, 2008. Oh, yes. Lynn, let us know. Yeah, Lynn. Uh, Doreen Montalvo, um, she was in the ensemble in the original, and she was in the ensemble in this movie. And interesting fact about her, she had actually since passed away. (gasps) But this isn't her last film she's in. She is actually also in West Side Side Story. Story, Because they filmed next to each other. They did, yes. That's beautiful. Can you imagine being on those sets and hearing, you know, $96,000? Holla! Just not a girl named Like, it had to have been such a fun place to be. It's funny you picked that song because interesting fact I found out was Lynn went over to the set because it was literally a block away. They actually said in one of the scenes in In the Heights, you can actually see one of the food trucks that were for West oh, Side fun. Story. I thought you were going to say you could see background. a shark and a jet yeah. snapping <laughs> in the background. You could see them doing the like choreography in the background. But... She actually worked both productions and performed in dance, and she passed away a few months later. They dedicated a lot of this to her at the beginning of the film in the Heights. They made a reference to her because she was in the original Broadway cast as well. And it brought up the fact that these two movies, which are very Hispanic culture Mm -hmm. themed, um, were going on at the same time. And I imagine she was not the only one who was double casted for both films. They probably did pull a lot of people from In the Heights over to West Side Story. And they probably had some sort of deal to borrow their time. How beautiful was like metaphorically on a beautiful cosmic standing were these two monsters of musicals that did so much to represent these specific communities are like next door neighbors because Lynn had said one of the reasons that pushed him to make In the Heights was for Latin individuals. It was West Side Story. Yeah. And that was it. And And in the movie, they actually mentioned two of the actresses who were in West Side Story. Mm -hmm. But he'd said, you know, I'm not that great of a singer or dancer, so I needed another musical. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't, well, now I can't wait to see West Side Story. Right? It's a Steven Spielberg production, and he's been a little iffy the last few years here, so we'll see. Are you going to put a dinosaur in there? (laughs) (laughs) So listen, 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 listen. You got the sharks and the jets. What if there was an actual shark? (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) A jet fighting a shark. (laughs) Steven, did you read the script? Shut up. Pew, pew, pew. Lasers. I forgot one other person. You want to guess who it is? You're right. Ricky Tripp. (laughs) Ricky Tripp was in the original ensemble, and he came back in this as well. I say this over and over again. You ask me questions. I watch the movie. Were you paying attention to the movie? Yes. 
What are these questions about? Stuff that you can't pay attention to. <laughs> Ask Sorry. me another Okay, question. We're, we're only two questions in and we're almost 20 minutes into an episode, so we gotta get going. Okay. E, what is the mantra that Abuela says throughout the musical? <sighs> I guess there's kind of two mantras she has, but it's one that she says early on. That's not it. <laughs> it is not. The stars are out tonight. Well, that's something she does say, but... Um... Something about family? Something about music? Something about following your musical heart to your family with a star in your eye? No. Okay, just It is... Paciencia y fe! What does that mean? Paciencia y fe! Patience and faith! Yes. <laughs> Correct! <laughs> Abuela, do you want to talk about Abuela a little bit, E? She makes my heart warm. Yeah. I remember seeing, we saw her on Broadway. Yes, we. I think it was her. Oh, well, and just her, like, her, she's just like that maternal, like, mother hen of the neighborhood. And we all know people like that, that are, you're not even family, but you are. And sometimes I feel, ooh, all of our family, our family don't listen. Sometimes I feel like those people that you find in your life are almost more than your family because they're choosing yeah. to love you on such a large capacity that I think they're almost like a titch more special or just have like a different spice in them. Yeah. But she, oh, when she sings about coming to America, oh, I love what they did with the subway. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Broadway is great, but you can't do that where the subway is like changing and like morphing and she steps out into Cuba and she steps onto the subway and then she's in New York City and it's cold and stunning and people are like, who doesn't want to dance in a subway car like that? Absolutely fantastic. But it just, oh, I think her story yeah, is she's, so powerful. She's the classic American dream yeah. immigration story. Yeah, And it like, I think with social media and like, celebrity praise and hierarchy that the american dream is this inflated materialistic fame bubble mm -hmm. sometimes and then you see somebody like that with her small apartment that she just fills with people she loves and that's the american dream and i'm right. like yes like and she is legend she will always be remembered yes and it's like success isn't all about money like what is it but i do think they cut some of her stuff, didn't they? Yeah, there's a whole song of hers that they cut out. Because I f obviously, like, when she sings the song about coming to America with her mother, like, that's when my heart was like, mm -hmm. I didn't, well, it didn't actually explode, but, like, my heart was like, I love you. But I felt that sooner in the musical. So they yeah. took out a song. Yeah, her character, we talked a little bit about this right after watching the movie. We felt like her character wasn't as emphasized in the movie as it was in the musical. Mm -hmm. And I think it was sacrificed for Sonny and Vanessa's character development because I feel like they focus on them a lot more in the movie than they did. Because you had no idea what Vanessa's huge overarching thing she wanted to do. She just wanted to get out of living <gasps> on the That's streets. That's right. She didn't want to live in Washington. They, they never alluded that she wanted to be a fashion designer. Right. And then Sonny, you didn't know any of that stuff about him being which, illegal at all. Which I enjoyed that they gave Sonny more because I loved him in the musical. But I loved him as like the kooky one-off liner. Yeah. But then when they gave him a backstory, I was like, I yeah. want to take Sonny home. I do love what they did with his character. They gave his character a little bit more soul and, and detail. Depth. Yeah. Yeah, because in the musical, he's the comic relief. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if Usnavi was going to go to Cuba, was he Cuba or he's going to Dominican Republic? Dominican Republic. If he did not The Dominican take... Republic. I love it. 
if he did not take Sonny, I was about to flip our TV. He was going to have Sonny just work the grocery shop while he was gone. That was his first plan. But anyway, okay. one last thing to say about Abuela Claudia. She was actually based off of Lynn's abuela, <gasps> quotation marks. It wasn't his real grandmother. It was a woman who also, too, kind of acted as a matriarch to him and many other children. And so it was a dedication to her. Beautiful. He actually got to throw in her actual name. I didn't write it down here, but her name was on the album that Abuela loves that is scratched. Her name is the artist on that album. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Next question. What did the poster outside the window that Usnavi was looking at right at the beginning after watching the people dancing through the window? What did that poster say that was above his right shoulder? He didn't look at the background. She was watching the dancing. Final answer. That's correct. Because <laughs> that's probably what happened. But anyway, yes. So that shot in particular, I thought that shot was so cool. How he was just looking out and singing through the window. And then you saw the dancing and the reflection. Yeah. <laughs> and then intense dancing. <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm like, how long did they practice that choreography? And it was, it was just like tight. an effect. And it, it was, was so tight. tight. Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, the answer is... Yeah. It was a poster for the Fiesta in the Heights, which was what happened on the night of the blackout. Oh. So it was a... Foreshadow? Foreshadow, yes. It was a foreshadowing. Was it a foreshadowing? Kind of. No, it wasn't. It was a plot point giving you some exposition so that you... Give me a little something-something. Yeah. Okay, give me another question. E, what is the name of Usnavi's dad's dream? <sighs> he wants to open, like, a snack shack. Mm-hmm. But what was the name of the snack shack? Uh, a lot of dancing E wasn't paying attention again <gasps> Again It was El Ciento Yeah it's Spanish really paying off buddy <laughs> I took French It was El Cenito It translates to dream So his dream was a dream Oh that's beautiful or the dream Good thing we didn't watch Les Mis Because I don't remember anything <laughs> French They don't speak a whole lot of French in that They're just like red Blanc no. Black Anyway <laughs> Colors Yeah colors Give me another question. Mm. Okay, where was Nina Rosario coming from? Stanford. Correct. But not Stanford, Connecticut. Stanford University. Yes, out in California. In California. So her character was, she is the girl who got the, out. Quotation marks, yeah, got out mm -hmm. of this living in like off the streets. Well, not off the streets, but living in the lower class. Lower class staying in your neighborhood kind of mentality mm -hmm. of the neighborhood. And this is something for any hometown kind of yeah. area where it, there's always that person that gets out to succeed. And she, everybody looked at her as that person because she kinda, always had perfect grades. Yeah. She was an exceptional person, did a lot for the community. Mm -hmm. So they thought she was going to go on to bigger and better things. And she, she in this song, it. her first song, she basically kind of talks about how she has a lot of stuff riding on her shoulders and she feels bad that she might not be able to live up to those expectations because mm -hmm. we come to find out she knows that financially her family can't keep up with this the college payments so she feels like the best option is to just drop out well that and we also find out later that she doesn't feel like she has she belongs right you know it's this well is the stories they told she told about her experiences mm -hmm. there those weren't in the musical i feel no, like at all they weren't and those were intense yeah those are the, horrible the kind of the microaggressions of being treated you know being accused of stealing her roommate's pearl necklace um 
and talking about apologizing, even though she never did anything. And when they right. found it, she apologized and being and treated story, as a waiter. Yeah, the story she told banquet. her dad about, like, she was at a banquet and she was all dressed up and somebody handed her something as thinking she was like a busboy. Yeah. And was like, oh, can you do this? And everyone that knew her or just the servers that worked there who knew like she was not an employee were just shocked by that. And she was too. And she like didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about that is those are probably based off of actual scenarios yeah. that still happen today. And I think it's a huge shock to go from where you're at. Even, you know, I have experiences not at that level, but when you when you transition out of home, where especially home for her is um but she not only was she with a community which she identified with but she had their utmost respect and she was the elite in her community so a little bit it's kind of like big fish in a little pond and then jumping out there i mean that's a shock i was even thinking for me like man you know if my kid i almost feel like okay we'd have to like prepare you for this because that's a huge, not only is it elitist and like a social economical shift, but it's also East Coast to West Coast. Yeah. And I felt I did. I didn't feel for Nina the first time we saw it on Broadway, but mm -hmm. this time I did because I was like that pressure that you're getting from everybody else and you know it's coming from a good place. Right. But like, dude, back off, Washington Heiters. <laughs> Give her a moment to breathe. Another question, E. When Nina's dad, Kevin, was on the phone with the admissions office at Stanford, what song can be heard as the hold music for the office? It was the tune from In the Heights. No, not In the Heights, but... West Side Story. No. It's another musical we mentioned recently. Uh, cats. <laughs> <laughs> She ain't going back here. <laughs> um, another musical. Did I mention it? Lean is? No. <laughs> What's Lynn's other musical? Hamilton. Correct. Really? Yeah. There's a song from Hamilton. Do you remember what song it was? Or did you hear what song it was? Clearly not. It was bugging me and I didn't realize it until after we watched the movie when I was looking up the information on what the web. It? it was, you'll be back <laughs> like before. Yeah. I will fight the fight and win. The I war. I recognized it. I thought it was something from the In the Heights, but that <laughs> cheeky, 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 indeed. cheeky. E, how did Usnavi get his name? His daddy saw a passing ship, and on the ship it said U dot S dot Navy. Correct. And he pronounced it as Usnavi. Is that the first one you've gotten right? Next question, please. <laughs> I love that that's that how he got his name. You know what? That was the second time I gave you that question. I actually gave you that question in the Hamilton episode. That's why you got it. That could be the only reason. Or I being paid attention. <laughs> or that. That was a they great. They had a whole God flashback scene of like people in like boats and like all time you film and U.S. Navy on a ship. Which during that scene when they were talking about it, it made me realize something that we're going to come back to a little bit later, but it only mentioned his dad seeing that. That's all I'm going to say for now. They had a thing with no madres. <laughs> we'll come back to that. E, what is under the countdown to the blackout? The temperature outside. Correct. It said the temperature on each day. Do you remember what the temperature was on the day of the blackout? 90? 99. <laughs> 99 sus luftballons. <laughs> 
I got 99 problems and this quiz is one of them. <laughs> Another question? What RuPaul Drag Race alum made a cameo in the salon scene, E? Valentina, and she done stole that scene. She did, and she, do you know who she played in that scene? Valentina. She played herself, Valentina. I would have died to see her on set. Died. Yeah, she, I don't know if she ran over and did West Side Story, but she actually had done another musical production, that live production of Rent, which came out. I forgot that that had come out and she played one of the characters in that. Mm -hmm. um, so this was her second run at a musical. So mm, she was fierce. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Okay. Okay. Another question. Yes. What is Vanessa's dream? E? She wants to be a fashion designer and get the <laughs> out. <laughs> Correct. That is so true. She, yeah. Her character had a lot more, mm -hmm. not as much backstory, but just more drive and yeah, a big goal. motivation. We now know her motivation. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot more lines. Her character is she. She feels like she's treated as like this piece of meat kind of thing, and she is basically saying in her big song that she's more than that. She has dreams. She has ambitions, and she feels like she needs to get out of this town to succeed and mm -hmm. reach those ambitions I, and show the world that she's so much more than just Vanessa. I identified with her, like not that I felt like I was treated like a piece of meat, but it was that layer of okay, I found success here. But I'm seen as who I am here and being successful where it's like I felt very strongly that I had to get out of where I was to prove to myself that I could be successful outside of home. Yeah, that makes sense. So what I'm trying to say is I need out of this relationship because <laughs> I'd like to feel successful outside. Oh, okay. okay. Could, could we finish the podcast first? Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. E, what does Sunny say Usnavi dances like? To Vanessa in the bodega. I know. A drunk Cheetah Rivera. Correct. <laughs> oh, God. Usnavi has no game, and I love it. And Sunny has all the game. Sunny has all the game. I just love how he's like, have a nice day. Day. <laughs> he was so smooth, but Usnavi has none of the game. I love. He and, ain't got no skills. And I even like how, you know, eventually when we get to like the blackout. He finally gets a date with Vanessa and he can't even handle it. Mm -hmm. Love it. So yeah, Usnavi and Sunny, they are at the bodega. And then I said the line that was from Benny. Benny is a friend of Usnavi's who he is a love interest of Nina's. So there's actually two love stories going on in this movie. And that was something that like, I feel like they very much focus on the movie, the love stories, which Benny and Nina's was very emphasized. I feel like in the musical, like I really bought their relationship. I feel like Usnavi and Vanessa's was kind of like a sideline mm. story. It was more about the, the family and Usnavi's relationship with the community. They emphasized much more the idea of gentrification in the musical. Yeah, that was barely touched on in this. Which this, well, there was a scene with when Abuela tries to get the napkins cleaned. Oh, and she mentions that cleaner is uh, new to the neighborhood. Yeah, and he quotes her over $100 and she can't afford it. So they, and they talk about people buying up the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But in the musical, they really emphasize people coming in, buying it, raising rents and, you know, pushing everybody out. But this one, I think they shifted the focus towards immigration. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about dreamers and a lot of it went back to Sonny's storyline of him and his dad not having paperwork mm -hmm. and how Sonny is a dreamer. 
dreamer. He he's come to this country and he's hoping to do good and yeah. like make something of himself. And there was that political scene when him and Nina went out together and kind of fought the power. Him and his babysitter went out. Right. Well, they were at a like a gathering to support somebody. Right. It wasn't like it, it wasn't like a pep rally. rally. Yeah, pep, pep rally. Because rally, rally now has like a taste to it. it does. <laughs> Well, and then even they emphasized Nina, but the whole Nina wanting to go back to school so she could help people like Sunny. Did they ever reveal Nina's motivation to go back to school in the musical or is she just... I think so. I think she was doing something in law. Yeah. But I don't remember. It was definitely emphasized a bit more. Yeah. Well, speaking of rally... Uh... <laughs> Pep rally or rallies? Uh, rallies. Have you ever eaten out of rallies? No. Once and I lost a year off my life, so I'll never do that again. This episode is brought to you by Rallies. <laughs> During 96,000... Dallas? Holla! <laughs> who does Benny reference being his caddy on the links if he wins the lotto? I know who it is, but I almost said Tom Green. Tom Green? <laughs> <laughs> no! Wow, what 90s hole in my brain did he crawl out of? Um, Tiger Woods. Correct. He said Tiger Woods. But originally, <laughs> it was Donald Trump. Correct. I bet you Trumpy's pitching a fit. Oh, you're probably so right about that. He's probably watching this musical and be like, hey. Okay, and so this is what Lynn has to say about this change. This is quoted from him. Okay. When I wrote it, Trump was an avatar for the Monopoly man. He was just like a famous rich person. Then when time moves on and he becomes the stain on American democracy, you change the lyrics. Time made a fool of that lyric, and so we changed it. Oh, snap! Love it. So that actually wasn't the only lyric right there that was changed. They also took out the line right after Benny says that line. Sonny said, in the musical, he said, I got more hoes than a phone book in Tokyo. Whoops. They took that out. Whoops. Probably for... Appropriate. Appropriate reasons? Yes. Yeah, because it's it's a funny it's a funny line, but I definitely can see how certain people would not find that as funny. And they took it out with that Obi-Wan Kenobi line, which that like jarred me. That's what made me realize, like, wait, these but lyrics are all different. Lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that in the original. Oh, the so original. they added in Obi-Wan? Right. They said that line about Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I don't remember what it was, but when they said that, I was like I don't remember them saying anything about Obi-Wan. My Star Wars ears would have perked up when we watched the musicals, and it did not do that. George Lucas is like, um, excuse me. <laughs> He's like peering over. Yeah, Lynn, just because you got that Disney money now doesn't mean you can just use those references left and right now. Can you please put it in there? Kenobi coming to Disney+. Plus. What? Is it? Probably someday. Right. E, who plays the Mr. Sophie ice cream man? George Washington. <laughs> From the grave. It was Chris Jackson, Lin-Manuel's old buddy. And I loved that Lin-Manuel was the ice guy. Yeah. So when they were doing this musical back earlier in this decade, well, not this decade, the previous decade, when they were talking about making this musical, there was two things they knew about it, that they were making it and that Lin was not coming back as Usnavi. But Lin did mention, he said he would be in it in some form. It actually, they didn't know he was going to be the Pirago guy until right before filming. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning was, was they were going to cut that character completely. <gasps> no. Right. He has like the catchiest keep scraping by keep scraping you by. can't cut that i would have thrown my tv out the w- no i wouldn't have but, i would have thrown something 
I did love that that was him playing that character because it was cute. It was just like, oh, there's Lin. He's he's in his thing. Could they've gotten him a better beard? Unless that's his real beard, then I'm sorry. But could they've gotten him a better beard? Well, I was looking at pictures of him in the original In the Heights cast, and I'm still not convinced that that's an actual beard. I think he had a fake goatee for the original In the Heights, and so I think he just busted out that goatee. But anyway, I do think it was just really cute that the two of them, who a little bit of Lin history, is the two of them actually performed together for quite some time previous to the In the Heights success. And of course, when it came to doing this musical, he called on his buddy, Mr. Jackson, to come help him out and play one of the roles. What they did together before In the Heights was they were in a... Sketch? Yeah, it was... Kind a, of like improv music rap group? Correct, yeah. It was... <laughs> <laughs> correct. We're still in the quiz. It kind of showed off what would come up in In the Heights and in Hamilton, that poetry, rhyme, reading, mm-hmm. rap that they end up doing. And I think it's really cute that he had him play Mr. Softy, which I just kind of laughed and chuckled. Um, I found out Mr. Softy, I didn't know this, but Mr. Softy is a small franchise in New York of ice cream places. Oh, that's wonderful. But I thought it was just a joke of him like calling him like Mr. Softy. That was just a joke name he had for him. But I think it's kind of cute that those two real life buddies were rivals, rivals. in this. Yeah. And also, too, in historical sense, kind of buddies, Hamilton and Washington. It's like they were reborn they're into. Frenemies. Yeah, they're reborn into a Piragua and a Mr. Softy. That's a lot for a little bit character. Yeah. All I right, love it. let's go. There was, if you watched it at the end of the credits scene, there was a return of those two characters, which in the musical, there was an original song by the Piragua guy. And then they did a reprise later in the movie when the blackout had happened. And if you watch the after credits scene, you have to make sure if you haven't watched it yet, or if you did watch it, make sure to keep an eye out for it because it's really cute. Next question. What happened to Nina's mom, Camilla? Nobody knows. No. She's like the sister not coming back for that Oh, Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> and scene. Well, like Peggy, um, she died, E. They mentioned it in the movie. They said at some point. God about, rest her soul or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But interesting fact, in the musical, she was alive and well. She Did was we a, ever see her? Yeah. She was a character that you saw and had singing parts hmm. and was referenced multiple times. And that's when I kind of noticed how weird it was. And I kind of forgot she was a character in the musical. But it wasn't until the blackout scene when Kevin was singing the Find Camila, find my Nina. Like he says both of their names, but in the movie, he didn't do that. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's a whole character that they just skipped. Why did they kill all the moms? Yeah, which will come back to what I was saying before was interesting enough. They only talked about Usnavi's dad. Why did they kill off all the mom characters in this? I don't know. Maybe to bolster Abuela? I think that was the only thing that I could think of. I feel like they had so many characters and they didn't want to confuse moviegoer audiences about all these characters. And they were kind of just trying to... Streamline. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, for some reason, that focus was on getting rid of the moms. Because why would it have been any trouble to mention Usnavi's mom and dad? because they did mention it in the musical. It's very strange. And that was something that I was like, oh, but I think you're right. I think what it was was they wanted to have the focus on Abuela as the mother of both Nina and Usnavi and Sunny. Yeah, because heaven forbid you have a 
female, strong female who is a mother, who is also comfortable with their child being supported by other maternal figures because we can't have that because mm -hmm. there's too much mom shaming going around in the world. So you know what the solution is? If she was alive, then she's a bad mom because Abuela is taking better care of her children. So you know what we do? We kill them. All right, now I have a question about a dad. <laughs> e, who plays Sonny's dad? And what is he watching on TV? He's watching soccer. No. He's watching lacrosse. No. He's watching football. He's watching baseball. Is it a sport? He's watching baseball. Okay, that was correct. You. Yes. So he's watching baseball. But who is the actor? I don't know. You know this guy. Oh. He's a singer. He usually oh. always wears sunglasses. Was it Mark Antony? Correct. It's Mark Antony. He did look familiar. Yeah. He was oh. very skinny and he wasn't wearing sunglasses. So that threw everybody off. Isn't that crazy? Oh, he never recovered from J-Lo. <laughs> Her booty sucked up a lot of his being. But yeah, so it was Latin pop star Mark Anthony, who is actually, uh, for a lot of the island countries especially, he is kind of the Michael Elvis. Jackson. He's yeah. the Elvis. Yeah, he is the pinnacle of their genre. And he himself actually loved this musical. And when Lynn contacted him, Lynn actually, he this is how Valentina got involved. Lynn specifically contacted her and said, <laughs> would you want to be in this movie? And he did the same with Mark Anthony. He was like, hey, man. Is it Anthony you... or Anthony? 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 I'm not 100% sure. Continue. Is it Elvis or Elvis? <laughs> but anyway. Lynn called him up and asked him if he wanted to be in it. And he said, yeah, I love the show. I would love to be in it. And he said, okay, I'm going to actually make a part for you. So he played his dad, who ended up being this deadbeat dad. But he played it off pretty well. It wasn't like he was an abusive father figure. It was just kind of referred to that he was lying low and just was a little deadbeat. He wasn't super involved with mm -hmm. his son, but it didn't really go on to say why that was. Sonny, although he's a good kid and he might have a good relationship with his dad, but it's you can tell he's got like a better work ethic than what his dad oh, is. Oh, yeah. And that's the scene where you find out about Sonny not being a legal resident of the United States and that creates a big problem that comes up later in the movie and decides what happens to that 96,000. Oops, spoilers. Okay, another question. This one about Sonny. What was the blatant product placement Sonny had around his neck at the dinner at Abuela's? Beats by Dre. Correct. It was the Beats by Dre. Also, Apple got some of that in the heart. <laughs> they got some of that in the heights action. Because that's when you know, I'm sorry, that is when you know it's a product placement. Because tell me one person that carries around their iPhone without a case. True. Sociopaths, that's who. That's true. And not villains in movies. That's who doesn't carry it, right? iPhones. Why I brought this one up, E, is you want to hear a little interesting fact? Yes. Guess who Corey Hawkins, the guy who played Benny, guess who he played in Straight Outta Compton? Dr. Dre. He played Dr. Dre. So... Oh my God, it's so connected. Connection. E, what does the scratch in Abuela's record keep repeating? I don't know, dude. You don't remember? Ding, ding. No, I don't. From the musical or nothing? Nothing. Okay, well, it was para siempre, para siempre, para siempre, para siempre, para siempre. See, I, 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 ding, 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 ding. I got the rhythm. Can I, you think about what that might mean? And I took French. <laughs> it means forever. Get it? Because it skips forever and ever, and that's why it's a joke. French. <laughs> Barely passed. Next question. 
How does Usnavi get away with not coming off as a total nerd creep to the lady at the bar who he is trying to use to make Vanessa jealous at him? He just got lucky because she doesn't speak English. No habla inglés, yes! <laughs> <laughs> she reminded me of the scene in Greece. That whole thing reminded me of Greece when, like, Danny and Sandy both come with different dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But, yeah, this, this dance scene was fantastic. Like, Vanessa, Ugh. the actress who plays her, she did a fantastic job. And I wonder if she actually has some, like, solid dance yes, training because, because she looks was... so solid. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so awesome. He, where's Abuela from? Cuba. Cuba. So I brought up that question was in the movie, the night that they go to the club is also the same night that the blackout happens. And the blackout, I think, is actually based off of an actual blackout that happened in New York, as well as I don't know if y'all have ever been part of these rolling blackouts, but sometimes they can be a little unpredictable and scary just because... Yeah, it sucks when you can't charge your phone, but there's a lot of things that ride on electricity. And so the idea of a lot of the unknown about like, when is the power going to come back on? Do I need to do something else to make this other stuff work? Especially those places that require power to operate, such as hospitals and some businesses. So during that night, they were very much mentioning how it was the hottest day of the summer. They were singing the song, which is this is one of my favorite songs in the musical. This part is when Abuela is at her house and Usnavi is running home to her, which Vanessa gets all upset that Usnavi's running out of there and basically abandons her. But he's like, it's not really about that. He wants to go check on Abuela. Yeah, but more importantly, Usnavi was like, kind of slow on the draw the entire night. So Vanessa was doing what many women do, and I yeah. do too. It's like, ooh. You weren't I, dancing with me. I, rude. <laughs> he invited her out, and then he couldn't step up. Another step up connection. She did what I'm sure many of us in a relationship do, where it's like, look, I'm mad at you about this, but now you've done this. Which is like, well, I was mad at you for that, which was this, but now it's that. But this, this right here isn't quite as bad as that this was, but I'm coming in hard on this, this, and then I'll throw in that, this too See, to get I just, you. I felt bad for his Navi because I'm just like, he just wants to go check out his grandma. Yeah, but he was a turd of a date. What's that matter? Where are you going? The dog was barking, but it's all the this, this, and the that, this, which that, this was the bigger problem, but then this, this became the current problem, so you can't go back to the that, this, so you're going to bring up this, this to segue to that, this. You're peeking! <laughs> I'm truth. I peek knowledge. <laughs> but anyway, the reason why I was bringing that up was on this night, there's a bunch of people over at the house, and Abuela lies down, and when she lies down, that's when she's singing her song, Paciencia y Fe, and she is lying in bed, and she passes away. Mm. The doctor says it's just like due to the stress and the heat that she just passes away in her bed, but you can tell like how she dies, like she just dies with a smile on her face and dies very calmly with all those people in her house having a good time, like enjoying each other's company even in this scary time. So it's how she wanted to go. It was <laughs> it was very sweet, but very sad. Very I sad. Know in the next scene when Usnavi is going about he's giving kind of giving a eulogy to Abuela after she passes away he what were the little things Usnavi said Abuela Claudia praise that others ignored the stars correct a sky full of stars people over for dinner mm, she 
He didn't say that, but I'm sure she did like that. A cold drink. Little dignities. No. Dignity and grace. Small ways of showing your dignity. These glass Coke bottles and... A cold drink. you, that was close enough. <laughs> no, the, just the glass bottles. Is what she... Glass Coke bottles. You don't want to drink a warm Coke out of a glass bottle. You want to drink it cold. Ipso facto. Give me a point. Um, <laughs> a stiff, long, hard, yet soft. Breadcrumb? Yes. <laughs> Breadcrumbs is the third thing. <laughs> Breadcrumbs. Yeah. To feed the birds. Yes. Toppins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the same top lady. She's the Toppins lady. The character that I haven't really brought up till now was the character of Daniela and the other salon girls who I, I'm surprised I just brought them up because they were they were the fun comic relief. That's what I was movie. gonna say. They became the comic relief. Yeah. So anyways, the lead character of that group, Danny, who do you know what musical she was previously in? No, I have not a clue what musical she was in. She was the original Mimi in Rent. She did look familiar. Yeah, and her voice, that little nasal voice. I didn't realize it until coming back and listening to the album. I was like, oh, yeah. Sorry, we have hard feelings towards Rent. But anyways, my question was, what does Danny suggest having on their move out day? What she suggests doing? I know, crowd? I know. I'm trying to remember. Fiesta? No. Carnival. Correct. Thank you. Do you know why I know that? Because it happened in the movie. <laughs> Most of these questions are from the movie. Most of them. Okay. Carnival. I love the line. Since when are Latin people scared of heat? Mm -hmm. What turns the power back on? Somebody in the electric company. Wow. Correct. Like that's probably right. The power just comes back on this is the beautiful power of music and dance are you the saying comes... they dance the power on yeah the answer i put down was the power of song and dance but <laughs> that romantic realism where at the end of this song this big party they were having the power just comes right back on at the let's end of it. teach little f that that's how you turn lights on and she has to sing and dance and see how long <laughs> she stands there and sings and <laughs> that'll be adorable <laughs> <laughs> totally doing that. <laughs> Done. E, where do Benny and Nina dance out their last duet? On the side of a building. Correct, on the side of a building, which was my favorite scene in this movie. I love that. It gave me a little bit of huh, at the one point where she was like sitting on the fire escape on the outside. I was like, huh, huh. I thought it was so romantic. And I have to say, what I remember from the original musical, the is everything character... else just went slow motion around them. Yeah, that, which was, that was that cool was too, cool. which like comes back in Hamilton. They do Doom. something similar again yeah. in Hamilton. Anyway, I did want to talk a little bit about their characters, that their characters were talked about in the musical, but Benny's character was very much altered where I remember he had a lot of focus on like going to business school yeah. and kind of his... Wanting to get out of the... Right. But in the movie, I feel like his focus was more on helping Nina get to that point, which in the movie, 
I loved his character because he was so adorable because he basically like praised the ground she walked on. Mm -hmm. He was so sweet and fun with her. And the actor who played her, I thought he did a fantastic job. And I have to say that they're the most adorable couple in this whole movie. Yeah, I wonder what it's like to be praised on such a level. I know. If only you had somebody in your life who could do that to you. Ask me another question, you <laughs> What did Abuela leave behind for Usnavi? The lotto ticket? Yeah, the 96,000. Dallas? Dallas. We already made that joke. Yeah. But yeah, she leaves him behind the 96,000 or the winning lotto ticket. Mm -hmm. And he ends up taking that money and using it to for Sonny for his legal fees for his pathway to citizenship. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember what he actually did end up spending I on the movie. I think he gave it in the musical. the musical. I think he gave it to Sonny. Yeah. Or he, yeah, there's something about it. I think so too. Which brings us to the end of the movie, E. What does Vanessa, Graffiti Pete, and Sonny work on in Usnavi's shop in the bodega? They made the beach. Yeah, they made the painting of the beach. And what did Vanessa make? All of her clothes. Correct. She made those clothes out of Graffiti Pete's scraps that he was using mm -hmm. to clean the walls. And when he put that all over the bodega, Usnavi, his head was starting to like spin with these ideas of, you know what? I need to do this. This is my dream. This is what my dad had imagined. And I want to live this out. And so that's when he says, there goes my flight. And he decides he's not going to go to the Dominican Republic. He's going to stay behind in Washington Heights. Because it's his home. Mm -hmm. Which the movie, it's being narrated by Usnavi telling the story to some kids, which you find out one of the kids is his daughter. And it keeps showing that this is happening on a beach. So it makes you think he does go to the Dominican yeah. Republic. But I that you was end clever. up finding out that no, he's just telling the kids the story in front of the painting of the beach in his bodega. And at the end of the movie, the little kids are like, okay, can we now go out and play in the fire hydrants? Mm -hmm. Which I thought was a funny thing where that one kid was just like, that story went on forever. You talk too much. Yeah. See, but what made me mad was in the musical, Graffiti Pete put Abuela on the roll. Yeah. Oh, I was like, where is she? Well, they put Paciencia y Fe up there and they had like a little memoriam to her, but they didn't, yeah, they didn't have that image of her on the door, which was kind of a bummer because that was a neat part of yeah. the musical. So I did great. But I have one last question. God. This is the one that will put the pin in it if you did great or not. Who gives the final mic drop on the final shot of the movie? The little girl. Yes. Iris Usnavi's daughter and Vanessa's daughter. Oh, loved she it. She does that little nod to the camera like, sup. So she was a boss. She was. She's going to be in, in the heights too. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. But E, you did okay. Thanks. I think. Before we move along, let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. Pod Nation. Hello, Christopher. What insanity are you up to today? Oh, hey, Lydia. I'm downloading some movies. What? People are always telling me that's illegal. Uh-uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Well, let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available. Yeah, but there are so many. I wish there's a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time. Um, Christopher, there is. 
we do one. Oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something and review and discuss it. Huh, that sure is nice of us. <laughs> sure. Why don't you click over to Orphan Entertainment and remind yourself a little more about the show? Oh, will do. Let's see, that's at orphanentertainment.com. And yeah, it looks like we're available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Oh, hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie someday? Mm-hmm. We'll see, Christopher. We'll see. So last time, E, we had one of our most controversial debates yet. We had one of our most controversial episodes yet. Mm-hmm. And you know where we have all of our conversations that end in us possibly getting divorced? On Hate It When It Fight. Is that the name of the segment? Close enough. The segment, I Hate It When They Fight. So last time we watched Jesus Christ Superstar and we asked each other the question, who got the more raw end of the deal in <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh boy. Was it Judas, which was E's pick? It was. Or was it Jesus? So E, the winner with 60% of the vote was me. Of Finally. <laughs> I knew I lost when I bet against the Lord. <laughs> The Lord. Jesus was like, mm-mm, no. He got on Twitter. <laughs> he put in all of his votes. All right. I still think Judas, poor Judas. So, yeah, I finally won. I think this is the first time in our last series of 10 episodes that I have won. And it feels so good. I might have won more frequently. You pulled the big J card out to get a win. That's your own fault. I will do it again if I have to. All right. It's Can I just say, in the Heights, I get it sometimes in my head. I'm trying to say another musical. What musical? Into the Woods. So I almost, <laughs> into I, the Heights. Into the Heights and out of the Heights we go. 96,000 beans? No. <laughs> Can you picture Sondheim and Lin-Manuel making music together? How It would either be spectacular. It would spectac be rap that is very staccato. It would be spectacular or it would be a hot dumpster fire. There is no in between. It the would demon Baba of Fleet <laughs> Street. Anyway, let's go into this week's fight. So just to go over the rules. So how this works is we get a topic and whoever wins the previous week gets to decide what that topic is and who will get to start the fight and pick a side first. Anyway, so we start with our opening statements. We each get 30 seconds to go over our opening statements. And then we have our rebootals, which are 15 seconds apiece. And then we fight for two minutes and we have our closing statements. One of us is 10 seconds and then the other person gets five seconds. I can't believe I lost to a guy who says reboodle. Reboodle. Okay, so this question of mine, what shall it be? Oh, I know. You already know. I've known it for quite some time. E, what is the most adorable couple in the Heights? Oh, I know, but you're gonna pick them. Who, who's the most adorable couple? I'm gonna say Benny and Nina. <gasps> Okay. That, oh, that wasn't your pick. No. Oh. This is specifically the movie now. I'm I understand. About. And a couple does not have to be romantic. That's true. Usnavi and Sunny. Nice. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with this. And since I was the winner, E, I'm going to be gracious and allow you to go first. Okay. Put the timer on. That's right. That's important. <laughs> not for you. You always go over. Yeah. 30 seconds on the clock. And... 
Go. Usnavi and Sunny are the best couple and the cutest couple because they have such a fun, witty banter where they kind of like pick on each other. But it's in such an endearing way. Like when Usnavi was trying to hit on Vanessa and then like Sunny was like, dude, I saved your butt. But then they truly care about each other. Like Usnavi wanted to bring Sunny with him and then he set him up with so much money. Like that is the best couple. Okay. Ready? And your mark, get set, go. I think when it comes to adorable couples, you got to give it to Benny and Nina. That scene when they're on the side of the building dancing, it's so adorable and romantic, and they're so in love. And what, like I said previously, Benny in this, I feel like his character is a little bit different from the musical. And especially in this, he really played off as this supportive, strong-willed person. And Nina just needed that like push of encouragement even though she was struggling Stop. all right isn't my turn now we do our rebootals 15 seconds <laughs> for you and go one cute dance number on the side of the building does not make the cutest couple usnavi and sunny had a stronger bond than the two of them they weren't rekindling so it wasn't gonna burn out plus usnavi like is a good couple. sunny's cute hey we're going to take that Sonny's cute off the record. <laughs> Scratch that. 15 seconds for me. Usnavi and Sonny, they are nice cousins and everything, but they barely actually have real time together. So I think it got to go to the couple that spent a lot of screen time together. And that is Sonny and no, Nina. And whoa, 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 whoa. You are so over. I was too busy shaking my head at your dumb argument. Hey, I, I. Put those two minutes. Put on. that in the fight. Let's get it on. They screen time. They spent every Sunny and Usnavi spent every day together in at that like bodega. At like the beginning, but then at towards the end of the movie, they barely were together. So they did a good job. But what was Sunny doing behind behind the scenes? He was going to Mark Anthony, drug lord, and begging him to let him take Sunny to make his life better. Well. And then what that was he was doing? Nice of he him, was taking but the money. Benny did the same thing, really, for Nina. He was trying to be supportive and keep Being everything going supportive. so he could help Nina and her dad succeed. And he was doing so much for all of them. And Nina herself, like Sonny, all he did was he like helped Usnavi get game. No, Nina he was there for him every Benny. day in that bodega. He was there every day for him, and he was supporting his biggest dream. Even though so he that get money meant, to bring even though computers to meant, the barrio. Even though that meant he would lose Sunny, he still supported him. If you love them, let them go. But when it comes to an actual adorable couple, I feel like they did a perfect job in this movie with the couple of Benny and Nina because it was this good romantic turn, and I feel like it wasn't slamming down your throat necessarily. Oh, there was and the and actor and actresses had very great chemistry. So with... did you, Snobby and Sunny? Yeah, they had good chemistry at the beginning, but Usnavi then it just disappeared. Gave him ninety six thousand. Yeah, he just to make did him a it. citizen. To make him a citizen. But you didn't have an endearing scene where that <gasps> necessarily. Really How endearing happened. is that? It's I don't... a process. It would have been a four-year movie, boo. Well, it's not as cute to help somebody. How is it not it's cute? It's not as romantic, let's say. Oh, well... oh, it's not romantic to make sure somebody doesn't get deported. You're peeking again. I will peek all the mother peeks I want. I'm 
follow me up tiger no they're Mountain not climber. as cute as Stop. you know <laughs> sunny and snobby it's kind of hard when their names are sunny and benny did you find yourself having a tough time not at all I, I did i did okay so i will give you 10 seconds to give your final statement see okay. and go they had chemistry they supported each other they wanted the best for each other and they had very cute witty banner cute not romantic you said cute quit stalking my <laughs> i'd accidentally stopped the timer at 9.6 seconds whoops all right i'll just say mine in 4.6 seconds unfair okay five seconds for me and go how many romantic songs did usnavi and sunny have together hmm suck on that when you're gone you're now over i know I get... that i'll be waiting when Shh, you're gone ever sleeping i will kill you <laughs> you didn't say and i will watch that mother instagram you didn't say most romantic couple you said the cutest couple cutest. yeah cutest i did so your entire argument is based on the wrong word Oops. <laughs> crap Anyways, what do you all think? So the question is, who is the cutest couple in the heights? Cutest. Cutest. That is a capital cute. Is it E's pick? Sunny and Usnobby. Or is it K's pick, which is Benny and Nina? You had a pause to say Benny, didn't I you? I did. I was going to say Sunny and Nina. <laughs> it was my babysitter first. So head on over to Instagram at What Should We Watch Podcast or Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Or you can go to Twitter and vote in our poll at WSW Watch Podcast. Head on over and vote for me. No pandering to the audience. I love you. Is that all we had to record? Nope, we have more. Ah. <laughs> Now, before we go over our reviews of the movie, let's hear what the people had to say about this movie, shall we? Certainly. So the first question we asked on the Instagram, Facebooks, and Twitters was, what is your favorite song from In the Heights? And Jamie Kennedy said, from the original show, Sunrise, LMMS's best song? Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's. Ah, I got it, got it. <gasps> and the movie, When You're Home. Yeah, I, I loved it in the movie, when too. You're home. I very much agree with her. Those are good songs. I think Abuela's song is my favorite. Yeah. My favorite, it's either got to be the Blackout song or I think Sunrise. Carnival. The body. That one's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good song too. Our next question was, who is your favorite character from In the Heights? Broadway Spud said, Daniela. Mm. Who is your favorite? Abuela always has like a place in my heart. I don't know. It's interesting because sometimes I feel like Usnavi is like the lead, but I don't feel like he's the main story. Mm -hmm. Probably Vanessa or Nina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in between Abuela and Benny, probably. I just I just loved Benny's character in this movie. It was so good. Ooh, here's a good controversial question. You can only choose one of these, either In the Heights or Hamilton. Oh, I know what I would choose. Yeah. On Instagram, Joland87 said, haven't seen In the Heights yet, but I'm going to go with Hamilton. And on Twitter, 62% said Hamilton. See, I... I loved Hamilton. But I think In the Heights. But I would go for I In the Heights. I would go In the Heights. Mm -hmm. I feel like for re-listenable value, 
in the Heights. I when I we busted out in the Heights and I was listening to the original mm-hmm. Broadway production of it again. I was like, man, these songs are so good. I just it's just so energetic. And Hamilton is good and everything, but yeah, but I don't want to listen the history all yeah. the time. Exactly. And our last question, we asked, which pop culture figure was not referenced in the 96,000 scene in the movie adaptation of In the Heights? Was it A, Obi-Wan Kenobi, B, Tiger Woods, C, Frodo Baggins, or D, Donald Trump? I was going to say mythological characters at first, but then I was like, oh, wait a second. Obi-Wan is real. (laughs) So E, do you know the answer to this? Yeah, Donald Trump got axed. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier in our quiz. So I asked this on Twitter. We had 50% say B, Tiger Woods, and 50% say Frodo Baggins. So we stumped everybody. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody went for the Don. Nobody wants to go for the Don. Oh. Well, that is it for our questions this week, E. Thank you so much, everyone who responded back for all of our questions and the polls as well. We want to encourage all of you to please join us over at Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast or head on over to Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast for more movie fun. All right, E, before the sun goes down, you're going to need a flashlight. You're gonna need a candle. Mm-hmm. But we'll just use our iPhones on the mantle. <laughs> Is that the country? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just use our iPhones on the mantle. <laughs> and mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be lawyers. And stuff. And stuff. We digress. We've gone down a hole. Okay, let's get down to business. So E, in the Heights, what did you think about it? What did I think about it? Mm-hmm. Give me your review. I give it 96,000 thumbs up. No, maybe not 96,000. I would give it 9,600. Oh. Okay, see what I'm doing there? I really did like it. I was apprehensive when I first saw the trailer because I was like, is it going to be one of those turning the bar on at last call and seeing the couch that you thought was like a cool cow print actually was just stained? But it in fact was a cool cow print. I think they did a very good job. I know they had to change some things from the original musical Mm -hmm. that I honestly didn't remember entirely until after the fact. So I think if you've seen the original, you can watch this and appreciate it. If you haven't seen the original, you can watch it and appreciate it. It's such a, like the music is so infectious and the big sweeping dance numbers are wonderful. So I can't think of a song to sing because my nose is stuffy and I don't want to. Okay. That's <laughs> good. My review of this film would be, I, I, I love the musical and everything I loved about the musical leaded over into this movie. I loved this movie mm-hmm. a lot. And I actually wanted to ask you many times since we've watched it to actually rewatch it. Well, I canceled HBO Max. So. But yeah, we, <laughs> we were cut off at the knees there. But also too, I was like, it's a long movie. And we have a young child. It, I don't know if we can rewatch movies right now, but maybe someday we'll definitely have to rewatch it because I had so much fun watching yeah. it. It was like seeing old friends and hearing good old tunes that I knew and loved. It gave me like energy. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to get up and dance. Yeah. I did. 
but I absolutely think that they did a wonderful job with this film all around. It was visually wonderful. It was a good classic musical movie. It just ticked all the boxes. And I'm actually so glad this was our final musical film mm-hmm. of this series that we were doing. Yeah, we could have done Rent. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to say something about this film, I would have to say it was a carnival de barrio. <laughs> See, this is why I want to live in a neighborhood. Right? Can you picture if our neighborhood did this? They wouldn't. They They wouldn't. We would be posted about on Facebook. Yeah. Who are these mother... They're singing and dancing in the streets. Ah! Stop them. But E, should they watch this movie? Yes, but they only have till July 11th to watch it on HBO Max. So if you get this out too late, then they're going to have to wait. Oh, no. So make sure to head on over to HBO Max to watch In the Heights. And then after that, you can, of course, I'm sure buy it. And you should. It is wonderful. If you haven't checked out the musical, you have to check it out. Hopefully there'll be a local tour or you can see it in uh, one of the big cities out there. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling because I have no (laughs) idea if In the Heights is on tour. I'm just pulling that out of my butt. Anyway, we want to thank you all so much for listening. This was a really fun episode. This was the end of our musical movie series. So we're going to hopefully someday, don't know when, might be a year from now, we'll do our wrap-up episode of the musical movies and talk about some fun comparison of all those movies compared to each other. Some were very good. Some were the worst movies we've ever seen in our lives. Cats. (laughs) And we will come back to that in that smaller comprised episode. So make sure to keep your open up for that. So thanks again so much for joining us. We're so happy you got to have fun with us. And we hope you actually did. We will talk to you. Sorry, I was like choking on my spit there. Talk to you all next time. Bye. You're talking about me peeking and you woke our daughter up. Sorry. I don't listen to the end credits of my podcast. I listen to a podcast. I'm like, that's nice. Don't give up. <laughs> I thought you said don't give up. <laughs> well, I've already given up.